Welcome into the December 21st episode of the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Lease with an important December win over the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. We'll recap that game. But they got hit with the injury bug, Dave. Uh, so we'll tell you who that is, how long they'll be out. And then we got to get into this try-hard official trying to, you know, make a name for I don't know what was going on there with him and Michael Bunty at the end of the first period. But we'll get into that as well. So all that more coming up on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video on YouTube, search up Lockdown Leafs. On YouTube, hit subscribe. We've got new content coming out to you guys every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, it's all Leafs all the time. So if you're a part of Leafs Nation, got to be part of the Locked On Leafs family. Uh, all right, Dave, let's get into last night's game. Big time dub, 4-1 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really slapped them around through the first couple of periods too. Yeah, like I- I'm surprised it wasn't more than a 2 nothing lead after the first few periods. Like It was just... It's the perfect game plan to go against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was not what I was expecting. I thought this was going to be a close game, but this was not a close game by any stretch. No, I mean, literally, the first couple of periods, this, this could have been, you're right, like a 4 5 nothing game, but Andre Vasilevsky stood on his head. was very classic Vasilevskian of okay. himself. Kept them in the game, and, and they eventually did chip away at that lead. They did score a goal in the third period. They started to push back in that third period, but they were just kind of – uh, you know, the, the Maple Leafs just actually played really, just really well. Like, honestly, there was a very complete performance the first 45 minutes or so before Tampa started to really get going. Um, but I thought that the, that the Toronto Maple Leafs actually uh, were sound last night and, and, and proved, yeah, we're totally in your league. Like, that was a, a team that was coming in on a five-game winning streak. Like, they, they had been playing some excellent hockey since the beginning of December, they were seven and one in their last eight games in December. Um, you know, since Anthony Sorelli returned, that team had only lost one game. You know, like that. That was a good quality hockey team, and they had scored. I think it was in, during that win streak, that five game winning streak. They had won every game by at least three goals. Like they were legitimately dominating teams before coming into Toronto and. You know, Shelly Keefe had a good game plan. I think they did a good job just kind of neutralizing the Tampa Bay Lightning. They kept a lot of stuff to the outside. There was not a whole lot of, of opportunities that were given up that they only ended up with 19 shots on goal. Now, at one point, the shots on goal was like 24 to 5, like midway through the second period. And through the first period, they went like 10 minutes without allowing a shot on goal. It was a clinic what the Maple Leafs did uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Yeah, and I, there was times in the even in the third period where it looked like Tampa was pushing for the equalizer. Toronto had chances to put that game away. Austin Matthews had that 
ridiculous chance go wide. Ponce Olmerk hit the post. Like it, it felt like one of those games where like the Leafs just had to avoid the bounce not going their way. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, that's what I that's what I liked about this game was that sure they were dominating. Tampa scores that one goal to pull close, and it didn't change. They're like they didn't just you know turtle. The Leafs didn't turtle at the end there. They they try to continue to do what they did in the first two periods. Of course, Tampa's gonna have a bit more pushback when they get that one goal, but the Leafs did a good job. I felt just not allowing it to completely change the momentum of the game completely. Yeah, and uh, ended up with fourteen blocks on the night as well. So you know, doing a good job of helping out Murray, getting in front of some pucks, um, not letting a whole lot of stuff through. Like you look at the uh, the heat map and it's it's not really all that dark in front of um the toronto goal so they didn't allow any chances in front which is kind of tampa's bread and butter it's a lot of you know you go look at a lot of the goals that they scored in the playoffs a lot of them were scored within you know 15 feet of the net and when you don't allow a lot of chances a lot of opportunity allowed only eight high danger chances last night um throughout the entire game I mean, you're 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 gonna bode well against Toronto. Only allowed 11 scoring chances against, um, according to, to Natural Statric at five and five last night. So, uh, good on Toronto. Good solid win. Pick up a t- important two points. And it's funny we talked about this yesterday. Um, just how weird it is sometimes. You know, when you talk about hockey, you talk about the grind of a season. People say, oh, no one cares about a random Tuesday game in December. This was a pretty important Tuesday game in December. Like, when it comes down to it, when you get down to the playoffs and when it comes to seeding, I mean, it's likely that these two teams are going to play each other in a seven-game series come April. I mean, unless Boston comes down to life a little bit here, but they just seem to keep chugging along. It's probably going to be Toronto 2, Tampa 3. And, I mean, if they would have lost this game, Tampa would have been just, what, a point back of Toronto, one or two points back of Toronto with a game in hand. Um, so it was important for Toronto to get this, stretch that lead a little bit, and now you look at it and um, they, they're in good shape. And you feel good if this has to be a seven-game series based on the performance that they had last night. Um, one of the other big talking points that has come out of this game, though, was the whole Michael Bunting, Dan Kelly fiasco that happened at the end of the first period. I don't know if you have, uh, if you have viz of it or if we can pull it up quickly, but Michael Bunting, essentially there was a skirmish at the end of the first period. If you missed the game, um, Marner got ran by... I'm trying to remember who it was. No, uh, Belmar, I believe. Belmar, it was. yeah, Pierre Bert Belmar. Marner got ran by him, and you know they didn't like it too much. Although apparently it may have to do with uh, a slash that had occurred. Sergeyev gave a little hack on the hands a little earlier in the game. Either way, there was uh, an altercation, and the official Dan Kelly was like, "No, nope, not having this. Everybody get to your benches. The period's over. Go down the tunnel. Get out of here." And he literally like is manhandling. Michael Bunting and pushing him towards the tunnel. The problem is, like, it looks like he almost caught, got his skate caught. Like, you can look at here for watching on YouTube. He's just pushing the guy. And it's like, dude, there's like a little lip there that if he catches his skate, he can definitely fall back and like hit his head. And who knows what happens here? Like, that's just, 
you, you can't do that, man. I mean, that's just kind of abuse of power right there. He's, he's giving them some pretty monstrous shoves there. This reminds me of a referee during, like, Thursday night rock hockey, just getting rid of the one guy that he believes should just be out of the game because he's being mouthy to the ref and maybe causing a little bit of trouble. Like, that's why Bunting was singled out because Bunting was – uh, and rightfully not happy about the two-handed slash by Sergachev, and he's giving it to the ref. But, yeah, like, I've never seen, personally, I've never seen a ref grab a player with two both hands in a non-like fight instance and shove him out out a gate, out the, out the door. I've never seen that before. And, like, the reason why is because the refs are not supposed to do that. Right. Like, that's not the – like – I understand he, you know, sometimes the refs have to try to avoid a situation from escalating, but I don't think Michael Bunting was the only one escalating the situation. So why isn't the ref doing that with any of the other players? Like, I don't, it, it was just such a bizarre situation that I just, it showed a lack of professionalism. Yeah, um, it totally did. It totally did. And, and I mean, Bunting's a guy who obviously, you know, he doesn't, he has a reputation of being a pest in the NHL. So I guess grabbing him from the scrum is, is something that maybe officials just based off of reputation like to do want to get rid of the problem, the root of most of the problem. Um, and maybe that's what was going on in his head, but certainly it just kind of stepped over the line uh, for sure on that one. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. I, I do believe Darren Dreger said afterwards this is probably not going to be any like actual supplementary discipline. He'll get a little talking to from uh, from the head of officiating and saying, "Hey, look, man, you, you can't be doing this. That's just not right." Imagine if the shoes were on the other feet, and and you had a guy, um, you know, Michael Bunting was manhandling you. You want his head on a platter, like he. It's it's a two way street, right? There's got to be some respect there between the officials and the players. You can't be doing that, and. You know, I'm sure he'll come out and and probably do a personal apology and maybe a public apology via statement through the officials department or I don't know really how it works to be honest with you. But um, I would imagine that if Dan Kelly, if the if if refs actually did post game interviews, which for years we've been asking for that for for many many reasons, I'm sure he would have uh, apologized if if the camera was on him last night because. Clearly, I think that's just not that's not what you want to be doing. That's it's not a good look, not a good look at all for uh, for officials and and for for Dan Kelly himself. All right, um, why don't we take a, a quick break here, Dave? And when we get back, let's do our three stars of the game. And uh, also, we got to update you on the injury that occurred in last night's game. The Maple Leafs just can't seem to stay healthy. The blue line continues to take hits, and uh, Rasmus Sandin is the latest. So we'll tell you about that. We'll tell you how long it's expected to be out, the severity of it, and we'll go through our three stars on the other side. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline. Um, With the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked 
Bentley's podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We are hosts here at Locked On Leafs. Toronto with a 4-1 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. It did come at a, at a, at a there was a loss, I guess, within the game is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, Rasmus Sandin, unfortunately, been playing some excellent hockey, Dave. I mean, ever since uh, he, he and Timothy Lilligren have had to step up um, and really take over as, you know, top four defensemen in a way. Uh, he, he's been playing some really excellent hockey. So an untimely injury for him. Um, it's a, a considered a neck injury. And at this point, um, Sheldon Keefe said, mm-hmm. I'd say it's more precautionary more than anything. We're going to need some time for things to settle to know exactly what is happening and what his status might be. So not necessarily much of a, a real update on the injury but a neck injury which sometimes you know yeah who knows what that means um it's a very vague statement uh especially when you say we need to evaluate some things it's precautionary it's like well it seems a little um more than just that but hopefully it's not too serious because you know sandine is really coming into his own as a player for the maple leafs he was like him and him and Lily Green have been a great pairing yeah. ever since all the injuries were happening. Um, it, it, and you, the, the thing you don't like is that everything was kind of just falling in line for him. You know, he was he was kind of the scapegoat to start the season. You know, a lot of negativity towards his play and the fact that he, you know, sat out and hoping for a better contract and. No one has had a bad thing to really say about Rasmus Sandin over the last what month, month and a half, like, and and this is what we've been looking to see from these young players. Problem now is it's going to throw everything into flex, right? Like how the how the defensive pairing is going to change. Who's the one that's like? I mean, I would assume it's going to be Jordy Ben that likely draws back in with Sandy if Sandin were to miss time. Who knows? Sandin they might find that it was just a, a stinger and. He's okay. Like we don't know for sure, but yeah, it, it couldn't have, it couldn't have happened at the, at a worse time just because Leafs are not exactly flush with depth right now to replace Erasmus Sandin and what he's been doing. Yeah, so we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, again, hopefully it's not a long term thing. Hopefully, it, you know, it's as precautionary as Sheldon Keith called it yesterday, and uh, he won't miss too much time. I would imagine maybe out of precautionary. Um, reasons he maybe he sits out the game against Philly tomorrow and potentially just give him the the whole Christmas break an opportunity for him to rest up and and be ready to go for for after Christmas and and when play resumes and they can get back at it uh, when they play the twenty seventh I think twenty seventh to twenty eighth so um, that that would be my guess but I guess we'll probably find out more when uh, Sheldon Keith speaks at practice later on uh, later on today all right Dave. Um, as we do before every single, uh, after every single win, we got our three stars of the game. So why don't we get to them? I'll start with uh, your third star from tonight's 4-1 Toronto Maple Leafs victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'm going to go with Michael Bunting. Just mm. keeps on keeps on putting up points, keeps on putting up, uh, uh, you know, I picked him up in fancy. That was a Great ad, you know, kind of middle of his point streak. So happy that he has continued to put it up. And, yeah, I, he's he continues to also be a pest. 
I love it. I just love that he's in the middle of everything. I didn't like the fact that there was no call on the Sergachev two-hander. Like, we're just allowing players to two-hand slash a guy right in the midsection. Like, really? And the Kucherov play also I was really not happy with. But he's he's drawing these this types of reactions from the other team. If he's getting under the skin of Sergachev and Kucherov, he's doing his job and also scoring. So, got to give uh, Michael Bunting some love there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to give him love. Like, like it's just the, the, the way that that dude was playing um, is exceptional. He'll probably come up a little bit later in my three stars uh, as a little bit, bit of a foreshadowing. Um, my third star, though, I, I want to give it to the blue line. Like, I, I think that they were played really well last night. I saw even Connor Timmons, who... You know, we, we had a lot of question marks on what Connor Timmons could be and, and, and how he's going to be able to fit into this lineup. Is he going to get into this lineup for a while? He was sitting there withering away for the first kind of week and week and a half or so um, when he got traded here. But he's been in there, and, and, and he's playing great. I think he's got, what, like six assists his last seven games. Did he pick up a point last night? He picked up a point last night. I'm just going to check right now quickly. No, not didn't pick up a point, but um, – Still, six assists his last seven games is pretty impressive. Um, you know, ended up registering a hit, a couple shots on goal. Um, but just the blue line as a whole, you know, having to step up after Rasmus Sandin's injury and still not really giving up a whole lot. Like, things broke down a little bit in the third period, and Matt Murray had to start making some saves there. But the first couple periods, like, there was nothing. I mean, legitimately in that first they gave up nothing and and i think it was just a really good defensive effort um from blue liners boxing guys out didn't allow a whole lot in front uh they allowed matt murray to see the the random fluff shots that made it through um so that the blue line actually played really really well and they did a good job also um you know we talk when we talk about the blue line we talk about usually talk about how much they're defending but, you know, kind of the secondary job, I guess, of the blue line often is to start the breakout. And, you know, they were moving the puck pretty well. Like the second it got on a stick, they were finding the outlet and, and you know, getting on the counterattack. And that's a big reason why Toronto was, was pretty dominant through the first couple of periods. Their transition game was solid. And a lot of that stemmed from the blue line being able to get the pucks up to the forward. Connectivity is the word that uh, that, that Sheldon Keefe likes to use, being connected all the way through from the defensive zone to the neutral zone into the offensive zone. And uh, that kind of starts most of the time with the blue line and then getting the pucks up to the forward. So I had to do a, a pretty exceptional job of that last night, considering it was something that they didn't do like too well in New York and, and, and against Washington. So getting back to that, um, you know, detailed tape to tape passes smart plays smart chips off the glass uh, at times uh i thought that they were uh, you know excellent last night so i wanted to give the blue line some love uh your second star dave uh i'm gonna go with william nylander yeah just absolutely beasting it last night he outshot the tampa bay lightning in the first period that was insane five to four willie outshot the tampa bay lightning you know who took the William Neander shot props in his parlay? This guy. At a boy. First period. I I don't think it's been a while since I've had a leg of my parlay not hit just in the first part of the first period. Like, like on shots, shots alone. I'm talking about like shot props. Like 
and and his shop prop, like the shop prop totals of William Nylander has been so low all year. Like that's been a gimme. It's it's been two and a half for most yeah. of the season. I think it's gonna start to get because there's not much value in that bet. You're betting two and a half, and it's usually at like one sixty ish. So I'm guessing it's it's gonna creep up to like three and a half and reset closer to to even money to to try and you know entice you to to make that wager. But yeah, William Nylander was was all over the place last night. And what I love about Willie's game right now is is you know like his hunger on the forecheck. I feel like he's forechecking way better. Way more, way stronger. Um, uh, I can't. The, the word I'm looking for is escaping me right now. But um, it, it, he really does look terrific out there, and it's leading to so much success for him. And 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 that line, like Bunting, Matthews, and Nylander, like I mean, all three of those guys are playing some excellent hockey right now. It's funny when when Marner was doing his thing. You know, it was the it was the the Marner and Tavares line that was leading the charge, and all of a sudden now it's it's back up to to Matthews, Nylander, and Bunting who are finding some excellent chemistry. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, William Nylander deserves some love, and you know Matthews deserves some love too. Who was my second star of the game? You know, scored a big goal, and he was he was all over the place. He was buzzing. He, that that was a night where I looked and I said to myself. Matthews is going to get a couple of goals here. Now, it's not going to stop at one. He's going to get a couple. He didn't. Uh, he almost did. You know, he, he had a couple. Should have had two. Should have probably had three realistically. But Vasilevsky doing Vasilevsky things and, and just getting like a piece of knob of a stick on it or, you know, Matthews just putting it wide or, you know, there's a couple of, of opportunities that he had there to, to put the puck in the back of the net. But he was just great last night. Like and 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 he was kind of buzzing all around the ice. Um, so I, I thought that he was good and ended up with six shots on goal. Uh, played almost twenty one and a half minutes, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, led all forwards. Yes, it did led all forwards in ice time. Um, How often that happens with Matthews now? Like with Marner and to, Marner is usually the top dog when it comes to minutes by forwards. And I think that just goes to show how good of um like how good that top line is playing that now they're getting those minutes consistently right with matthews and and, and Lander both going over 20 minutes and mitch marner only playing 1742 uh, it was you know pretty healthy game in terms of uh there wasn't a whole lot of penalties <laughs> they had taken so he didn't have to spend a lot of time killing penalties on the pk which typically will give him a couple extra minutes a game. So I guess that could be a reason for it. But either way, Austin Matthews, I thought, had uh, had a terrific game. Uh, your first star, Dave. Well, it was Austin Matthews. So that's – here. here's the thing with Austin Matthews. Remember when we were talking about, like, oh, you know, Austin Matthews has gone off to a very slow start to the season. Yeah. Uh, looking back at his, like, numbers, so October, a 6.3 sh- shooting percentage, three goals in 10 games. November, tore it up. Nine goals in 15 games, 16% shooting percentage. In December, he's at five goals in eight games and an 11% shooting percentage. I think it's safe to say we're about to see, I think we're about to see an Austin Matthews goal explosion come. Like, I think he's, I think he's, he's not doing it, you know, in the bunches that we saw last year, but he's been consistent the last 
what like 10 games like i think in his last 10 games he hasn't i think he's only i think he has like eight goals or something like something like that seven or eight yeah. goals yeah like he's he's consistent and that's that consistent <laughs> sorry that consistency will i think eventually lead to him kind of really exploding a bit like he they're, they're gonna have the leafs are gonna have a bit of an easier schedule the next few games i mean they got philadelphia who's in the connor bedard bowl uh, right now, they have, I believe they have the Coyotes coming up. We know that, and that's going to be in Arizona. So that's usually a pretty good omen for Austin Matthews. Like, there's some tough schedule, tough games in between there with St. Louis and Colorado. But I think Austin Matthews is going to, I think this is a perfect stretch for him to go on a bit of a, on, on a goal scoring tear. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was after the new year. Oh, sorry. It was after the new year when that top line really got going, right? Like Matthews and Marner and Bunting. And it was from, what's the date? January 15th onward, I believe, is when Mitch Marner was the number one scorer uh, in in hockey um, from that point onward in the season. And Austin Matthews wasn't far behind him, just a couple of points behind him. So, And that's really when his goals started to to, to come as well in, in late December, January, February. You know, right, kind of at the at the beginning of that fifty and fifty run. So, uh, I think that Austin Matthews. I agree with you. I think we're really about to see some some goals come, and he's starting to look like his 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 old self, which is such a, a positive sign for Toronto. Um, I, I I mean, Matthews. You know, does he deserve first star? Probably, but I gotta give it to Michael Bunting, his teammate, because that guy was. He was he was what Bunting needs to be for this team to have its most success last night. Scored a great goal, you know. Opened the scoring with a beautiful shot placed right in the top corner. Um, nice setup as well by by Willie, obviously. But you know, Bunting, when this guy is all over the place, he's he's a pest. He's chirping at you. He's you know in everybody's grill. He's scoring goals. He's also um, you know, in on the four check and, and he's back check. Like Michael Bunting was doing a little bit of everything last night. And it, when he's able to do that, it, it really does help this team. And it, it, it reminded me how much we missed it last year in the playoffs because you know, some people might forget, but Bunting was just coming back from an injury. In and the we don't playoffs. know what that injury was either. Right. And he was r- probably rushed back from that injury and wasn't playing healthy in the playoffs. And it kind of kind of showed um, and he wasn't as effective as he could be or is. And, and we're sitting there thinking, oh, we thought it was going to be, you know, bunting in the playoffs, thought that that was going to be something that uh, would really work out for the Maple Leafs, but it didn't really. And it's because of that injury. But healthy last night, you saw how much of a pest he can be against the Tampa Bay Lightning and how that can influence and factor into a game. We're just praying that this guy can be healthy for when the puck drops in, in late April. If these two teams are embarking on a seven-game journey, that Michael Bunting is healthy and he can factor in much of the way that he did last night. Well, as long as referees aren't, you know, tossing him around and you know, right. trying to injure him, you know, then I think we'll be okay on that front. I, I love the, like, this the, the amount of times that that was shown, like, on replay, too just knowing the expletives that were coming out of his mouth as uh, he was getting shoved and pushed around. And they're just like, I don't care. We're going to show this a million times because it's awesome and it's um, worthy of doing. So uh, yeah, Michael Bunting, I thought deserved it, but honestly like that top line as a whole, like 
deserved it. Or if you want to say the whole damn team for the first two periods of the game, I mean, you can give it to the whole damn team. I mean, we didn't even talk about Matt Murray, who, you know, I guess you could receive an honorable mention, Matt Murray in the yeah. third period, right? Like first couple periods, he was pretty quiet, didn't have to do a whole lot. But the third it was not easy for goaltenders, those quiet five shots through two periods sort of things. That's not easy for a goaltender to go through. Yeah. No, like a goalie will tell you they, they want to see action. They want to see rubber. They believe that they're played better when they get a little bit more, um, you know, a little more action. It's not easy doing that. So, uh, yeah, so we'll give a little, little honorable mention, I guess, to, to maybe Matt Murray in the third period who had to make some more stops. And uh, I believe the expected goals in the third period uh, was like over – was it over over a goal? I believe it was over a goal as I saw. Uh, 0.66. So it was their best period, but still wasn't uh, you know, it wasn't overly terrific, I suppose. They had nine scoring chances in that first or five scoring chances rather in that third period, four of which being uh, high danger chances, which um, was the total of these first and second periods as a whole. So <laughs> Uh, 11 shots on goal also through that first period for the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, good stuff, Dave. Um, they're back in action Thursday. They've got the Florida Pan, no, the Philadelphia yeah. Flyers um, in the next gen game. So it's it's a two o'clock start, a two p.m. start, Dave. So you know we'll be able to watch that game, I suppose, if you're lucky enough. If you get it off work, or if you're working from home, or whatever you're doing. Throw the game on. Reminder: It's at 2 p.m. Not uh, not a nighttime game. So, just uh, a quick note, I guess. And we'll we'll tee that game up for you guys tomorrow. We'll make sure that we have it up early early in the morning, um, so that you can have more than enough time to listen to the pod, get the full breakdown uh, prior to pod drop. That'll do it for us here today, though, on the show. Um, I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. The numbers have been going up, so you know that's 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 a positive. People are finding us, but you can go ahead and share the content with all of Leafs Nation. We want to get uh, as many of you guys subscribed as possible because although we're getting lots of views, thousands of views, only about half of them are coming from subscribers. Meanwhile, we're getting a lot of continued views. That doesn't add up. Got to subscribe. Got to subscribe. Uh, all right. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow, though, guys. Uh, Leafs and Philly in the next-gen game. I believe they'll be wearing the black Bieber jerseys, which will be uh, pretty, pretty sweet. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.